season for holiday giving, and Norelco has the quality gifts to give. Give him a blade close shave. Or... stirring, for demons sat on their chest. The rituals were performed by the chimney with care, in hopes that he would soon hear our prayer. The children were crying and paralyzed in their beds, while visions of terror danced round their heads. We took Mama in her kerchief and Dad in his cap and buried them deep for a long winter's nap. It wasn't long before there arose such a clatter. We knew quite instantly that it must be our master. There were cracks in the ground, a rumble and a quake. Hell rose out of the earth and formed a fiery lake. Then what to our wandering eyes did appear? A set of jet black horns, it became quite clear. The figure then rose out of the earth and flames, and with a thundering roar, he belted some names. Now Belfigard, now Bjor, now Vapar, now Zagan, on Elegos, on Astaroth, on Baal and Amon. You are released from hell. You have heard the call. Now dash away, brothers, and torment them all. And then in a twinkling amongst the fire and soot, I saw our master from his head to his foot. He had two giant horns and razor-sharp teeth, one mighty long tail, and two hooves beneath. He sported a frock that was red as a cherry, and carried a sack, all bloodied and heavy. The twist of his head and a flick of his tongue soon gave me to know his deed would be done. He spoke not a word, but went straight to work. And when the children started screaming, I pulled up a smirk. It didn't take long, just a minute or two, when the silence took over and the screams withdrew. And as fast as he came, he was gone in a flash, out through the window and under the sash. And into the darkness he did disappear, with a heavier burden and a malicious sneer. But, but that is just, just the story of one Christmas Eve fright. Better, Better hold on to your children, because he's coming tonight. Welcome, heathens. Hello! Welcome back to another beautiful worship at Heathen Church. Uh, the Heathen Church. Trademark. Right. <laughs> I was just going to say... That would have been a cool name for the show, The Heathen Church. It would have. It would have. But that's what we're calling Patreon now. So. No, wasn't it The Heathen. Uh, temple. The, the Heathen, heathen temple. temple. Oh, motherfucker. I done fucked done it fucked up. You fucked it up. See? God branding. damn it. Where's, I don't have my editing book today. Branding. I struggle. Ooh, it's going to be a rough episode then, kids. <laughs> I don't have my editing book. My editing book is all the way over there on the table. I'm looking at it right now. How in the fuck did you come here unprepared? Hold on. Boom. Boom. <laughs> uh, no, <nothing>. yeah, no, <laughs> unfortunately, no. Oh, and then my book of lewds flies in, yeah, and lands instead. on the table. <laughs> Just opens up, and it's a picture of your breasts, and I'm like, <laughs> just a nice array. Kenny picks on me because I have like a specific album of my best photographs. You're like Liam Neeson. You're like, I've got a peculiar set of talents. I I, I have a very <laughs> 
particular set of skills. Particular. And those skills are angles, tits, and ass in order of their importance. Actually, I might switch tits and ass, depending on if it's a boob day versus whether it's an ass day. All right. Because there are different times. Thrills and chills all around. But it's all for me. I encourage everybody, girls, boys, everything in between. If you don't have like an album of photos of yourself that you feel like you look good in, that you are like, that make you feel empowered and sexy, Mm -hmm. do it. Make one. Unfortunately, you can't post those to Tumblr now, but. No, you can't. You can't go to Tumblr and you don't need to because it's for you, baby. Those ludes are for you. When you start taking ludes for yourself, that's when you know that you are a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. That is true. Just your ludes. Just your ludes. Just your book of ludes. <laughs> Anywho. Well, you are listening. If you are listening to this podcast and you are listening to shit, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> first of all. First of all, what is wrong with you? But second of all. Happy Christmas Eve, everyone. Happy solstice, everyone. Because we're recording on solstice. You won't get it on solstice. Yes, but they will be listening to this on On Christmas Christmas Eve. Eve. We're dropping this episode a day early for you guys. We are. All up in that feed, early. in it. We surprised you, bitch. Guess what? We got shit done early. We were supposed to get off work at five, but we got off work at noon and came home to (laughs) fuck your day up. What you doing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what you up to? Who you seeing? Who, Who you, you seeing? with? Who you Who's with? in the house? Yes. So, <laughs> Who's on that podcast app on Tuesdays? Because <laughs> we just swooped right in on mm-hmm. them, honey. We came down on that Invited ass. Invited ourselves. Um, there's a lot of you that uh, are probably expecting us to um, talk about Krampus today. Mm-hmm. Which is a very interesting... Uh, topic i love me some krampus Mm -hmm. so back home you know they do the parade every year the christmas Mm -hmm. parade which is one of the really weird um we come from a very like traditional like southern community Mm -hmm. so like the krampus parade is kind of like it's not a krampus parade it's uh the christmas parade but you have a a group of people who came in um and do a uh, a Krampus. Uh, okay, so it's like a Krampus like float. Yeah, like a Krampus float, and it pisses. Which is fucking people. cool. It's so fucking cool, but it pisses people off every year. Mad. It is my favorite Christmas tradition. I is love to it. Sit back <laughs> and, watch and listen it. and read the comments on the news because it never it never fails. Every year they post videos and you see the the beautiful Krampus is <laughs> in all his hellish glory walking down the street, and I'm so proud. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it never fails. You always get someone shouting devils, Satan. How can you allow this in our good hometown? Mm-hmm. You know, we should go next year. Bitch, we should be in it next year. Yeah, I would totally be a Krampus slut. The Haunted Heart float. We should have a float. Girl, you know it would be the two of us <laughs> fucking walking in our t-shirts. And that would be it. Could you imagine the Haunted Heart float and you've got like a Krampus and you've got people dressed up as like the subjects that we have talked about throughout the year? Uh, Incredible. Also potentially arrestable. (laughs) Like (laughs) arresting, literally. Uh, Literally. Call the police. We have had the police call it on us, y'all. That is true. Did we tell them about that? Did we talk about that? I think we did. Okay. Yeah. We did tell them about that. Yeah. (laughs) But um, it's just so interesting because you, like where we come from, you have these people that, you know, they look at something like Krampus and no doubt he is terrifying. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but they just absolutely refuse to look into the cultural to look into significance. The, yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sad mm-hmm. and it's disappointing. True. But also makes me really happy when they get <laughs> when they get super angry. Nothing makes me happier than a Southern uh, Baptist Christian angry mm-hmm. at something they don't uh, heathenistic. Yes. Yeah. But that's not unfortunately what we're we about also today. Uh, have uh, refused to look into the cultural significance of Krampus. No. Because here's the thing. If, like, I feel like, okay, I love Krampus. Don't come down on me. Our Christmas cards this year to the Patreon folks were Krampus cards. Mm -hmm. We love Krampus. But I feel like in recent years, like, he has become, like, the one pagan figure of Christmas. And there's so many other ones that are also fucking terrifying. And, like, there's so many other cultures that have produced these, like, weird-ass creatures. And I feel like by putting Krampus forward as, like, the only one that we talk about, we're really kind of neglecting a lot of other, like, cool potential figures that you guys might not know about. Yeah, and I mean... And you probably really, know a lot about Krampus if yeah. you're listening to this show. So it really got popular a couple of years ago um, when the movie. Krampus, when the movie mm-hmm. came out, which is a fantastic movie. I do love it. Um, I do recommend uh, you checking it out if you haven't already, but it was directed by Michael Doherty, who also did... Um, the trick-or-treat films. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little pissed off at first because I was like, wait, you're doing a Christmas film instead of filming Trick-or-Treat 2? Because that's what happened. Mm. But it was a really good film. And he's moving on to Trick-or-Treat 2. So all is right with the world. So yes, Katie, do you want to get us started into uh, the realm of the other uh, entities behind St. Nicholas? Because they all For seem sure. to have a grounding and that they assist St. Nick. Yes, yes. They, um, both of the topics that I'm going to talk about today are associated with the tradition of St. Nicholas and the 12 days of Christmas and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so first we're headed to the Czech Republic. Ooh, okay. Let me get on our sleigh. Yeah, get on the sleigh and head on over. The sleigh of sleigh. (laughs) The sleighing sleigh. Yes. Um, So like in the Netherlands and a bunch of other European countries, St. Nicholas Day is actually a very separate holiday than Christmas. Hmm. So in Prague, the revelry starts around 5 p.m. and lasts until 8 p.m. on December 5th in the Old Town Square, where one of Europe's best Christmas markets is also centered. The Prague Christmas market is like a fucking event. Is it the tits? I'm just telling you, show up and show out. It is the tits. Um, it's fucking huge. I want to go one year. Uh, <laughs> anywho, so on December 5th, groups of three dressed as St. Nicholas, a devil, and an angel set out into the night to judge the children of the Czech Republic to decide which ones have been naughty or nice. Mm. So St. Nicholas asked the children if they've been good all year and also asked them to sing a song or recite a poem. If the children have been good, he gives them a basket of presents, often containing chocolate and fruit. But the bad children get shoved into the devil's sack to be taken to hell. (laughs) Yes. So imagine, and this doesn't happen, like, the revelry happens in the Old Town Square, but I've read, like, different stories where, like, traditionally, I I think they've kind of moved it out into the public now, so it's less terrifying. But originally, like, you would just be at your fucking house, December 5th, chillin'. Right? Yeah. Maybe having some holiday themed treats, maybe having some delicious Czech cookies. I don't mm-hmm. know what they eat. Um, 
maybe your parents are just relaxing by the fire with some eggnog and all of a sudden there's a fucking knock at the door and and it used to be more intense than it is now they've kind of toned it down but it used to be that like the parents would literally um organize it with the people who were dressed up as saint nicholas the devil and the angel yeah and they would like fucking come through the door like fake kick in the door like to the kid it would look like they were kicking in the fucking door breaking in your home they would tie up the parents in chairs and like tie them up in ropes so the parents are like totally like tied up there's a um like they're like gagged whatever it's very realistic it's starting to like sound a little hot but it's not hot it's scary um getting a little kinky here so so your parents are fucking like tied up these three motherfuckers just bust into your house and they're all terrifying. Um, And this motherfucker just starts questioning you on your behavior throughout the year and demanding (laughs) that you fucking sing and dance to entertain him. (laughs) What in the fuck? And all the while there's this fucking terrifying creature in the corner like beckoning with his sack, right? Oh, oh, wait, (laughs) wait, wait. There's a joke there. Beckoning (laughs) with with his his sack. sack. Hey, I got two presents for you. <laughs> One, if I'm Lance Armstrong. So anyway, <laughs> you can't talk solid. about balls and not make an arm. Solid, joke. solid joke. One for Katie. And then there's another angel in the corner who is just as fucking terrifying because these motherfuckers just broke into your house. No. What is the angel doing? I don't understand. I think he's there to be like a good influence. Like, I think he like pets the good children. Like, he just gives them a little pat on the (laughs) head. He's like, don't look. (laughs) Yeah, right. He's like, the good child is like, don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Leave them to their oblivion. We are morally superior. They did this to themselves. (laughs) Yes, the it. angel whispers to the children that they're fucking morally superior. Yeah. Um, so child psychologists oh, fuck. <laughs> warn that those kinds of over-enthusiastic performances by um, the devil and St. Nicholas and the angel, uh, often fueled by tradition of rewarding actors with shots of alcohol, because that was also a thing. Oh, like, the, so parents, the parents, before they got tied them. up, left some alcohol out so that like the um, performers get rewarded with shots. So you're these fucking three men fake broke into this house and then they're getting progressively drunker as they scream at you demanding whether you were a good child or a bad child and demanding that you dance and sing for them. So what happens? Absolutely terrifying. What happens if, I just sound, this just feels like if someone really wanted to come in and hurt a family, they would just be like, <laughs> Fake we'll do it. this, yeah, yeah, and then actually totally. come in and fucking totally. Kill I think you. that's our horror movie idea. Ooh, I think that might be like the strangers crossed with like Krampus. Mm, I'm, I'm into right? it. I'm into I'm in, it. Right, I'm gonna have to delete it. this so nobody will uh, get any ideas out there. For real, um, I'm copywriting it now. For sure, <laughs> it's <laughs> done. Copywriting the idea of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so child psychologist said that's that's probably not a good idea. Um, it's has a, quote, distressing effect on children. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you what. You know what else has a distressing effect on children? Life. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they need to get used, get to, used it to it now. Sometimes, some, sometimes random motherfuckers break in your home, tie your parents up, and, you know, and beckon you demand with that sack. you perform for them <laughs> and shake their sack at you. It happens. So nowadays, uh, more 
commonly parents like work with performers that they know and kind of trust um, and they agree on a scenario so that there's kind of like a, a rough script and a lot of times it's been moved like I said out of the house and into like a more public area like a court square or whatever well that um, goes back so to... that it's not somebody breaking into your fucking house because that's a big thing with psychology a lot of people um that can cause really severe ptsd if yeah. something happens to you in your house well that goes back to like what we were talking about a couple episodes and that mm -hmm. with the covina massacre mm -hmm. and it coming in yeah you know the sand yeah. coming into your home right so totally relatable i totally get it only that was fucking real and those people actually died well, and it was terrifying yeah, well i mean yeah but that's what i'm saying like yeah. but still the psychology of that some of like your home being broken into like is different yeah, yeah than somewhere else yeah it um it can challenge people. It can make people feel essentially like there's no safe place. If you were a real demented child, <laughs> a really naughty child, then you would just want to get back at your parents <laughs> and probably murder them. <laughs> yeah. True. True, true. So that's, um, that's a heartwarming tradition of the Czech Republic. Fuck. Yeah. I'm kind of... I kind of like it. Like, I'm I, kind of into it. I'm into it, too. Um, I feel like I was... Uh, not given what I needed growing up around Christmas time. Like I needed these something. terrifying I traditions. Needed terrifying traditions yeah. because maybe then I wouldn't have such a disdain for this holiday. Right. Like I mean it almost it sounds very um it sounds very much like if we had children how God we would approach us. the holidays. God you know what I mean? Us. Like we would plan the <laughs> Halloween party, get everything, like once we're done with Salon Everything's done, and then we'd start planning the fucking absolutely terrifying and incredibly distressing break-in of our home. Yes. <laughs> like, we'd have them pistol-whipping us, <laughs> like, fake no. blood. I have, like, blood capsules in my mouth. <laughs> Katie's, like, simultaneously, like, no, actually, hit me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Choke me. Ch choke me. Actually, choke me. <laughs> <laughs> Do the kids have to be here? Like, can we just, like, can we just organize, you the know, poor, it's in the holiday the spirit. Let's like, just organize uh, it on our the own. Poor, the poor actors are like, oh. They dude, break where's in. Where's the kids? And, like, tie me up. And they're like, where are the kids? And I'm like, oh. 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 Guess they're out. Guess they're not here. Huh. Looks like Krampus already came and took them. Looks like we've Looks got like to you're kill late. two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, ooh. This is awkward. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's truly terrifying. So you took us to the Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. Are we getting back in our slaying sleigh? We're going and to traveling get back somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get back in our sleigh of sleigh mm -hmm. and head to Iceland. Okay. The land of of ice. Thank you. Good. Actually, Iceland is green and Greenland is icy. That's the one thing I remember from, from school. That's yeah. literally the only thing I remember. The, the only, literally, that's it. Nope. Math? Fuck it. No. Literature? Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> nope. But I can tell you about motherfucking, I can tell you a basic fact about Iceland and Greenland. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, so a little lesser known crazy, creepy, horrible figure from Christmas time is Grilla. Grilla. 
Yes, from Icelandic folklore, she's sometimes referred to as an ogre, sometimes as the Christmas witch. Which I resent, because I feel like ogre definitely has a certain connotation, and I have seen the parade floats of Grilla, and I just feel like, why you gotta put that on her? That's why I'm going to refer to her, to her as the Christmas witch. I mean, I'm just saying, we're not all ugly. Like, we're some of us are Who cute. Who said she was ugly? There's many She's different rough. depictions of She's her. rough, well, baby. I've seen all, a lot of them. <laughs> it, it ain't cute. Well, anyway. <laughs> she is not hot to trot. Well, she does eat children, so. That's true. Yeah, well, <laughs> we do have that in common, don't we? Yeah, she is uh, <laughs> probably equally as nasty uh, and probably much more formidable than our dear Krampus. Um, she is the matriarch to a whole horde of Christmas monsters, including uh, the Yule Cat and the Yule Lads. So she lives in a cave deep in the icy mountains where she rules over all. And on Christmas Eve, she comes down from her icy cave to hunt for all the naughty children so she can place them in her sack and steal them away. And then once back to her cave, she, you know, makes a meal, puts them in a pot, boils them up, puts mm-hmm. some uh, some carrots. Maybe get some you some carrots, get you some celery, a little onion really potatoes. brings out the sweetness of the meat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Potatoes will help it stick to your bones a little bit better. Definitely. Definitely, I agree. You want to hit it with a little bit of cumin. Ooh. You want to hit it with just a dash of nutmeg. And my secret ingredient, a liberal serving of paprika. <laughs> Love that paprika. Delicious. So tales of Gritla began as oral accounts with the earliest written references. Why did you hit oral so hard? I feel like that was a lot. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It I just happened. Like that was I, a I weird word... place to put emphasis. I just see the word oral and I can't help it. After doing this podcast for how many episodes now? What are we on? 45 we're on the 45th episode. Is this the 45th episode? episode? Yeah. Mm, I don't like that number. <laughs> this is mm. like the 45th episode. Uh, hmm. So anytime I just see oral, whips, chain, any of those words, they're trigger words. That's true. You, well, you've also been friends with me for 15 years. so that's <laughs> That too. That I'm too. sure that But they were you. oral accounts. Oral accounts. All right. Got oral it. Grilla. Accounts. Oral. Got it. Oral. On, on it. Oral. Keeping up with you. Oral. Oral. <laughs> Anyway, these oral accounts were found in the 13th century in historic sagas and poems throughout the region. One reads, Here comes Grilla down in the field with 15 tails on her. <laughs> While another describes, uh, Down comes Grilla from the outer fields with 40 tails, a bag on her back, a knife in her hand, coming to carve out the stomachs of the children who cry for meat during Lent. None of that rhymed, hmm. and I'm so disappointed in it. But mm. those I can't are facts. get. I can't get off. There's a um. Hmm. Forty tails. Forty tails. Forty tails. That's a lot. One says fifteen. One says forty. I guess the person telling the second story was just trying to one up the other person. Now she had forty tails. That's a not lot. Not fifteen. That's a lot. That is a lot to do. I can't help but think about those like butt plugs that have the tail, oh, like Jesus. on them. <laughs> like that's where I'm at with that description. Sorry. All right. Forty? God. That's damn. A lot. That's a lot. She's got a lot going on. <sighs> Shit. I'd be mad if I was born oh, with forty tails too. Careful, babe. Look after yourself. Mm-hmm. 
She wasn't actually associated with Christmas until about the 17th century, and that was when people started connecting her with the Yule cat and her children, the Yule lads. Yes, this is where it gets cute. This is what we call um, this is what we call franchising, like the hellish version of the Marvel Avengers. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, it's where everybody teams up, and we just have all this fucked up shit happening in one in one family. Yeah. Definitely. So you've got the Yule Lads. So these are the children of Grilla. And they're kind of like if Santa Claus met Snow White Seven Dwarves. Mm-hmm. Um, but then added six more and they were all mean as shit. Oh, okay. Are they big? Yeah, well... Are they little? No, they're, I think they're like big. But like just they're like a, a, a group of merry men. Okay. <laughs> but not merry. Okay. So um, just mad. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Uh, so they're Yuletide troublemakers that have their own distinct personalities. Um, quite like, you know, Snow White. But these guys are definitely, definitely a little interesting. And I'm going to go through uh, their names. Okay. And what they are um, known for. Okay. So you've got, oh, uh, so, and they each come on different days as well. So there's 13 of them. There's okay. 13 lads. They all come um, starting the 13th of December going into the 24th, going into Christmas Eve. Okay. So they each come down a set. So it's up. like the 13 days of Christmas. Yeah, it's like the 13. Oh, that's cool. It's like 13 days. All right. Um, so you've got Gully Gawk. He comes down and hides in the gullies waiting for an opportunity to sneak in the cow shed and steal your milk. Okay. So... Next comes Stubby. Stubby? Stubby. Stubby. <laughs> he is abnormally short. Aww. <laughs> and steals pans to eat the crust left on them. Hmm. You know what, though? I have to say, like, the pie crust is the best part. So, like, if I was gonna, that I would do that. No, but he... No, you don't understand. He eats the pans... The crust left on your dirty pans after. It's not just, it's not pie. Oh. Whatever dirt oh, and just grime. Oh, cru- just generalized crust. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dirt yeah. and grime from right. the pans. That's gross. Yeah, that is gross. And then you've got spoon liquor. <laughs> okay. Any idea what he does? I'm listening. Probably licking spoons. Yeah. So he I made is all A's. extremely thin due to malnutrition. Because all he does is lick spoons. Hmm. Hmm. I bet that one could be actually very terrifying, though, if you think about it. If you put it into context, like a really thin, malnourished, like, Christmas With demon. With big, dark circles under their uh-huh. eyes in a dark room, just in the corner, just maliciously licking, licking a, a spoon, spoon. While never breaking eye contact uh-huh. with you. Yeah. Terrifying. Right. Okay. He was the one I was like, kind of terrifying. Hmm. Um, then you've got Pot Scraper. I mean, they just really sound like helpful kitchen aids. Maybe. You know? Well, no. See, Pot Scraper, he steals your leftovers. I'm okay with Fat that. Fat Kenny sometimes, is not okay no. with that. Like, sometimes, like, the third day, I'm tired of eating the same thing. So it's like, mm, okay. No, Fat Kenny's not. not okay. <laughs> and then you've fighting. got bowl liquor. <laughs> hmm. I sense a theme. A lot of this is very kitchen themed. <laughs> It really is. Um, but no, actually, Bowl Liquor um, hides under beds waiting for someone to put down their Ascur, Asker. I'm not going to, I completely butchered that. A-S-K-U-R. Asker. Okay. Ascur. 
I'm going to ask date you. Or just ask her. <laughs> I'm going to ask you how to pronounce that word, um, which is a type of bowl with a lid used instead of dishes. So like Tupperware, and which he then steals. Uh, but actually, bowl liquor uh, comes from when they used to store food under the bed for like a midnight uh, snack. Oh, okay. All right. I'm in, I mean, <laughs> I believe we just had when a discussion to, about this. <laughs> when they used to, baby. Woo. Um, yeah. And I used to do that too when I was suffering from clinical depression. <laughs> Yeah, so, and then he'd steal your <laughs> snacks. That would piss me off. Could you imagine, like, getting in your bed thinking, damn, I've got this nice snack under my bed. And then you look under, and it's some fucking horrifying creature, and he's just like, <laughs> eating all of your shit. And that hit him in the fucking face, because that's my snack. <laughs> right. Like, bitch, you best to ask so we can at least share. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Exactly. Next one, you've got Door Slammer. Now, he likes to slam your doors and wake you up during the dead of night. Okay, is that the podcast? Is that one the podcast like that we've had to is. stop this fucking episode 18 times I for? I feel like it is, motherfucker. Hmm. Oh, gosh. And then you've got a yogurt gobbler. Oh. He likes yogurt. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and then you've got sausage swiper. He hides in the rafters and snatch- snatches your sausage. <laughs> Wait. No. I'm sorry. Yes. Sausage swiper? Sausage swiper, you- yeah. <laughs> Sausage swiper. I have some girlfriends who could be content- considered uh, sausage swipers on Tinder. Ooh, shit. <laughs> well, he likes a smoked sausage, and mm. he waits in those rafters for okay. it. All right, so he's looking for the smokers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you've got another terrifying one, the window peeper. Uh-uh. He's a snoop who, li- who uh, looks through windows in search of things to steal. Hmm. I think that might just be a peeping Tom in yeah. the neighborhood, though. Like, I think that might just be that weird kid, Al, that lives down the street. Window peeper. No, that's just your fucking neighbor Hmm. being creepy. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got doorway sniffer, who has an abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate. I don't know what this says. Oh, (laughs) loaf of bread. (laughs) (laughs) Loaf of broad is the Icelandic. So I'm going to assume that's loaf of bread. Probably. Laugh abroad. Laugh abroad. <laughs> it sounds like if you were gonna do like a corny, completely uninformed Icelandic like accent. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what you would do. It is. No, it's actually bread. I'm kidding. I did do my research. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I just clicked the link. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's uh, called snowflake bread. Oh, anyway. cute. All right. Um, and you've got meat hook. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ooh, he sounds scary. He uses a hook to steal your meat. <laughs> no comment. I'm yeah. an adult. And then you've got candle stealer who follows children in order to steal their candles, um, which is very rude. It is. Ve- I am upset. Rude. At that. Look very at all rude. these candles we have here. Yeah. So those are your 13 Yule lads. As you can see, um, they're all sort of fairly harmless. They're cute. They're cute. Um, they they're fucking annoying, but they're cute. Yeah. There's some that are a little more terrifying than others, as we said. Spoon yeah. liquor. Spoon, I'm looking spoon at liquor cute. is very... Um, the rest of them seem very like, I'm going to steal the laugh abroad. But like, spoon liquor is um, very uh, still and scary. Yeah. I would agree that yeah. he's probably the scariest one. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um, so, but they weren't always that way. So they started out, um, being these like 
henchmen to Grilla who would come down and actually steal the kids mm-hmm. um, and take them for her mm-hmm. uh, to be eaten. But in the 1700s, children were literally so terrified of Grilla and her fucking mule lads that they wouldn't, like, throughout the whole month, they wouldn't even, like, they wouldn't step outside. The they children were like, I'm not going house. out. But all of these fucking things happen in your house, though. Yeah, but they were so terrified of, like, Grilla out in the woods that, like, they just uh, would not, they okay. would not go out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the government or whatever was there at the time, whatever governing body, <laughs> the church, whatever. You know. Um, they the had man. to impose a ban on parents telling their children these tales. So mm-hmm. after the ban, they became more of, like, a group of tricksters and would only come down to fuck with you during the 13 days leading up to Christmas as opposed to just some, like entity that could come and snatch you at any time Hmm. okay and that kids is what we call the illusion of safety just like taking your shoes off at the airport yeah well speaking of shoes nowadays kids leave their shoes out on the windowsill um to receive a treat which the yule lads will give them if they've been good and if they haven't been then they wake up to a rotten potato in their shoe Mm. okay yeah. I mean, it takes a long time for a potato to rot, too. Like, that's mm, heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So, those are her Yule children, the Yule lads. And then she also has a Yule cat. As any good witch does. She has a cat. She's got that uh, that Yule Todd puss. Mm hmm. <laughs> uh, known as the Yule Lactorin. Hoping that's right. But anyway, I'm just going to call him the Yule cat. And he's yeah. basically this big-ass fucking cat that prowls the village uh, during Christmas. And he looks into your home to make sure that you've received new clothing for Christmas. Huh. Yeah. That to make sure that you got new clothing? Yeah. So he's the fashion cat. He is the fashion he's cat. He's the fashion he, cat. Fashion cat slash, uh, or he could be referred to as a peepin' pussy. Mm, okay. But like uh, if you're... I hope he wears a little jacket as he's prowling to see, if it ever, to see all the new clothes fashion. that everyone got. Fashion. Fashion. No, well, if see, the thing is, though, is that if you didn't get any new clothes for Christmas, then he eats you. Oh. Yeah. He's like, your fashion is terrible. <laughs> I must consume you. Exactly. So it sort of dates back to the Dark Ages where children who did their chores and worked hard were rewarded with clothing uh-huh. um, to protect them from the fearsome beasts. And so a child with no new clothing was seen as lazy. Okay, so it's kind of like a naughty, naughty or nice Yeah. Thing. Cool. Um, and so I guess if you were to poor, then just fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off. Get eaten by this big ass old cat. Yeah. Or make it your friend. <laughs> or make it your friend. And exactly. make it eat your enemies. So, obviously, as with most of these tales, you know, it's meant to inspire good behavior in children, um, but also generosity as uh, those with the means to do so could offer protection for the less fortunate Aww, from the cute. from the Yule Cat. So You know, or you could just be a good person without the threat of a fucking, like, made-up Yule Cat. <laughs> to protect somebody or yeah. just give because... Y- yeah, you could just be not a piece of shit. The reason for the season, mm-hmm. folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, cool. All right. Do you have another reason for the season, Katie? I have many reasons for the season, but I do have another uh, terrifying entity. For Fuck. You. If we're if we're done in Iceland, 
Yeah, so we're all packed up in, in Iceland. Okay, so we packed up all our new clothes mm-hmm. that we, we bought so we wouldn't get eaten by the Yule Cat, and now we are headed on our sleighing sleigh. And the spoon liquor is, like, in the back of our sleigh, and we have to, like, kick him out. Yeah, like, he's got to go. He's, he, he can't go. go. No. Mm-mm. He nope. just falls down. No, Katie, he just falls out from the sleigh, falling down to the ground as we're While up in the air. And just continues to lick the spoon no, and stare up at us good. as he falls down. Fuck off. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> So we're headed to Austria now. Ooh, Austria. Which is, of course, is the land of Krampus. So yes, I am it is. Co- literally coming up in Krampus' motherfucking house. Krampus and is I like, ain't going to talk about him. You come into my house and you're not going to fucking talk about He's me. He's mad. He's mad, but it's fine because he has a lot of fans. But we are going to talk about a woman. Okay, woman. A woman. And her name is Perta. 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 And I'm using the term woman liberally. Uh, so Perta traditionally shows up during the 12 days of Christmas Mm -hmm. before Krampus and his pet devil to sort of pre-punish misbehaving children. Okay. Because burning in hell isn't quite enough incentive to get your homework done. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, Perkta is not going to drag you to hell, though. Uh, Her nickname is the Belly Slitter. Oh, shit. And so it's uh, it's pretty on the nose um, and exactly what you might think she will slit your fucking stomach open if you've been bad. Oh, so Perk is a fucking G. She doesn't play. She doesn't play with you. She is coming for you. She absolutely is. So Perkta was once known as a goddess in Alpine paganism under uh, in the upper German and Austrian regions of the Alps. And her name might mean the bright one in old uh, high German. High German. Yeah, high German. High German. Um, but there is an alternative um, etymology of the name that says uh, it may mean hidden or covered. Okay. So uh, she is the patron goddess of spinning, and it's spinning like spinning oh. uh, thread. Okay. I was like thinking of spin class. Just spinning. <laughs> spin class. And one. And two. Yeah. And keep going, ladies. Feel those thighs. Yeah, no, not that kind. We're not going to stop until I fucking cut your guts open. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, no, we're talking spinning thread for clothing. She once led the wild hunt during the winter. Oh, the wild hunt. The wild hunt, yes. Uh, And she's very similar to the uh, German goddess um, or Germanic goddess Hulda and the Norse goddess Frigg. Yeah. So if you know Frigg, it's kind of like they're kind of connected, sort Mm -hmm. of. Yeah. Um, Same types of entities. But it's said that Perkta appears in two different forms. One as a beautiful young woman with skin as white as snow. And the other, elderly and haggard. So, and that's a common refrain in uh, pagan ideology, the um, beautiful um, Snow White woman and then the old hag. It's kind of like the Madonna and the hag. Um, Mm. Anywho, there might be a connection between Perkta and the Norse deity of the underworld, Hel. Oh, yes. Because Hel also changes her appearance likewise, but she's a little bit more skeleton-like. Well, you know, they say that actually... um Krampus is the, like, progeny of hell. Oh, uh, oh, okay. That That's like her her son, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, with um, who, what do I you was know? Re- with, I don't know with who, but okay. I know that, that that's part of what I read. I did do a little research mm, on Krampus, but... Interesting. Okay. Just peppering that in there. Okay. All right. A little seasoning. Yeah. A little paprika. A little paprika. So her connection with hell might mean that 
Perkta is actually a deity that combines different spiritual beliefs and works as a sort of spiritual ambassador to unite a bunch of different cultures in understanding one another through spiritual practice. So mm. she's kind of cool. She's a connector piece. Uh, there is such a thing um, as the Perkta uh, cult. Oh. So there is a mystery cult around her that her worshippers formed, but it's really hard to know exactly. Like, there are no fucking details on what the rituals were like, where they were held, what exactly that whole cult thing was about. But her worshippers, the only detail that I could find is that her worshippers were apparently possessed by the dead or by the goddess herself. Oh, shit. In one particular ritual that was related to her procession as leader of the Wild Hunt. So that whole thing that we were talking about in the last episode where the Wild Hunt... um, Sometimes if you observed the wild hunt, mm-hmm. that you could become possessed by the dead, that was Perkta's people. Oh, shit. So it was kind of cool to have a call. Like I didn't, a I didn't even plan that. Yeah. That connection, but it was interesting. Throwback. Um, yeah. So in the folklore of Bavaria and Austria, however, Perkta was said to roam the countryside at midwinter and to enter homes during the 12 days right before Christmas in Epiphany. Mm-hmm. Especially on the 12th night. That was her thing. Ooh. So she would know whether the children and young servants of the household had behaved well and worked hard all year. If they had, they might find a small silver coin the next day in a shoe or a pail. But if they had not, she would slit their bellies open, remove their stomach and guts, and stuff the hole with straw and pebbles. Fuck. Straw and pebbles? I mm-hmm. feel like that is uncomfortable. Yeah, that's the worst detail. Yep. Straw and pebbles? Yep, she'd Girl. stuff you back full like a fucked up teddy bear. Fucking extra AF. Mm-hmm. She was particularly concerned to see that the girls had spun their whole allotted portion of flax or wool during the year. So you better hit that spinning wheel and quit talking to them boys. Ah. Or get the boys to spin it for you. Mm-hmm. If you're an enterprising young woman, such as myself. <laughs> Uh, so she would also slit people's bellies open and stuff them with straw if they ate something on the night of her feast day, other than the traditional meal of fish and gruel. Gruel? Gruel. What is gruel? I think it's like uh, porridge, like a like um, a su- real soupy porridge, though. Mm. Like real soupy. Okay. And I think it can, I think gruel can also be like, um, like if you boil cabbage, the water that's left over, I think that uh, is technically also gruel. Uh, okay. Potentially. All right. So make sure you're eating your fish and gruel. Eat your make fish Make sure and you gruel. did your fucking spinning homework. And you should be good. And be good. Otherwise, she will cut you fucking open and stuff you with uh, straw. That is terrifying. And rocks. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's very scary. Um, I feel like uh, she is... A lot of people refer to her as like the female counterpart of Krampus. Mm-hmm. And personally... If the difference is being stuffed in a sack and taken to hell or just being cut the fuck open, <laughs> I feel like she's a lot more direct, efficient, productive. Yeah. Well, you know, I just feel like, but at the end of the day, if you're a bad child, then you're going to hell anyway. True. So True. one, she's just like. She's just getting you there faster. Express lane. And with a lot more pain. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's going to yeah. not like just take your soul to hell. And, yeah. And have that be that. Right. She's no. going to make sure that you die a painful it's death gonna, beforehand. It's going to suck first. Yeah. Yeah. She's, that's terrifying. Yeah. I'm legitimately terrified right now. I like her. I haven't actually. spun anything all year. Well, <laughs> you'd better catch up. So 
we were where where were we austria we were in austria i, I think have, we have one more stop i have one more stop on our sleigh of sleigh mm-hmm. and i'm gonna take us to france Ooh, i can have a baguette i can have a funny hat you know i sell those funny hats at work i've got some i can i can get you one. Oh, really bananas yeah. carrying uh berets now yeah oh cool i can get you a beret what colors black and red Oh, cute. I want Perfect both. for the holiday season. Go ahead and pick them up for me, <laughs> and I will get my pretension awesome. ready. Awesome. Uh, no, I almost thought of that vine, but that was a croissant, not a baguette. Mm. Oh, oh, I okay. dropped my baguette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could have dropped my croissant. That's the no, dumbest vine. It really that, is. That is the, because he did drop his fucking croissant. If you go watch that vine, he screams. He gets scared, screams. The croissant falls off the plate, and then he said, "Ah, oh, I could have dropped my croissant as he's picking it up. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand a lot of things either about Vine. But anyway. But I love Vine. We yep. have now landed in France. <laughs> and, and so, more specifically, the region of Alsace-Lorraine. There we have the terrifying legend of Hans Trapp. I swear to God, I thought you were going to say Hans Gruber. And I was like, <laughs> I can't. I no. can't. No, 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 no. So this legend of Hans was actually based off of a real life 15th century German knight mm. who was uh, excommunicated by the Pope after raging war against a local abbey. Oh, okay. Uh, Isn't an abbey like a bar? No, I think it's like a church. Oh, it's a church. Okay. <laughs> you know? I think I don't it's know like so a church. I not these things. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so legend has it that Hans was a rich, powerful, extremely vain, uh, and cruel man. And in order to gain his life of luxury, Hans began mingling with none other than our bay, Satan. <gasps> Satan! Using black magic and occult rituals to obtain his wealth, as one must do. And when the church found out about this, he was brought before the Pope and excommunicated immediately. After this, his money and land were seized and he was left penniless. The people of Alsace. 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 You got it. You got Alsace. it. Alsace. The people of Alsace. You're doing great. I support you. The people of Alsace offered no assistance and turned their backs on him. Hans was forced into exile to the Geisberg Mountains of Bavaria, Germany. It was said that the solitude caused him to lose his fucking mind. Direct quote. Yes. (laughs) So what do you think about that Hans guy? He has lost his fucking mind. (laughs) Me. (laughs) As a villager. (laughs) It's <laughs> me with my fucking pitchfork. Um, so, and even devoted, so while he was like going even further into the depths of his crazed fucking mind, um, they said that he just got further and further into Satanism, uh, which caused him to really, really, really want to taste human flesh. Like, mm. he like just could not. He just couldn't even. I Hmm. can't even. He Hmm. wanted some flesh. So he wandered the countryside, determined to find a victim. And in order to easily accomplish this task, he dressed himself as a scarecrow. 
and spent his time gathering sticks and hay in the field, waiting for his first victim. One Christmas Eve, Hans spotted a 10-year-old boy walking by. His opportunity had risen. As he watched the boy, he began drooling at the mouth by the thought of ripping into his flesh. Before long, Hans attacked the boy with a stick, beating him incessantly before driving the sharpened piece of wood through the child. As the child lay dying, because I can't get through an episode without talking about child murder, Hans drug the boy back to his shack where he supposedly chopped him into bits before roasting him over the fire. But as he sat down for his meal, and before he could even get in a single bite, Hans was struck down by a bolt of lightning and killed instantly. The story goes that it was God who struck Hans down a moment before he could ever indulge in his cannibalistic fantasy. Mm. And it was said that every Christmas, Hans goes house to house, all clad in his scarecrow getup, and peeps into the homes of children, drooling over their tender flesh. (sighs) Fucking terrifying. But I have one thing to say. One comment, just one critique to God. You couldn't strike him down before he killed the fucking child? You know, these things, they, you know, they're beyond our conception, Kenny. They're just... Like, you couldn't... Oh, oh, so it, it wasn't the act of... It, it wasn't the act of child murder that was enough. It was the fact that you were going to eat him. He could That's too snack. much. Right. That's too far. Too far. Too far. God's Over, up there like, whoa, it. hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Now you've taken it too far, Hans. (laughs) I just don't get it. But to me, that's terrifying. A Christmas scarecrow out to fucking consume you? No. Mm -hmm. A Christmas scarecrow. Yeah. (laughs) A Christmas scarecrow. There's our second film idea. That's what I was saying. (laughs) No, when I was researching this, I was like, how fucking terrifying of a film would that be? Like a winter Yule, like, scarecrow who just, like came alive mm. based off of a, an actual human being. Mm-hmm. Now, the actual Hans didn't do any of that. Like, he did, he was excommunicated from the church due to some some issues. I mean, so were a lot of people. It's fine. Were, I'm not going to judge you. I think he was actually ex- excommunicated uh, because he, like, wanted his land back from the church, and they were like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Nah, um, or I could be wrong. That's what I gathered from it. But, uh, But yeah, so that's our last stop on our tour of Christmas devils, demons. Mm -hmm. Through the Germanic regions and Czech Republic. (laughs) Through the Germanic regions and Czech Republic. So really just the middle bit of Europe. It's good. Yeah, you know. Santa has got some crazy friends. That's all I've got to say. It's true. Because like we said at the top of the episode. Stiff competition. A lot of these uh, legends and folklore go hand in hand with Saint Nick. So you've got St. Nick there, who is still, like, giving presents and Mm -hmm. doing these nice things, but he's got some mean-as-fuck friends. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple others that are actually supposedly, like, seen with him. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, they ride together. (laughs) They they ride together. They're the same crew. They ride together. They're like a Christmas Christmas fucking gang. Exactly. Mm. Um, Santa's just a good cop. Well, kind of like what you, uh, in your first tale... Yeah. You know, with yeah, the yeah. three, like they yeah. they they come together. Right. Some even pe- some people even see them as like, um, some people even see them as like the opposing, or like the duality yeah. to Saint Nick. Yeah, yeah, it's a balanced thing. It's always a balanced thing in most um, 
cultures and spiritual structures, it's a balanced thing between the good and evil, the light and dark, the yin and yang, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And there's no, like, this is an exception to it, to the rule. Yeah. And the same goes with, with everybody that we've discussed and even, you know, with Krampus himself, the most popular one at the moment. It's all, like you said, duality. It's you mm-hmm. have your saint, you have the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just sort of taps into this subconscious macabre desire that a lot of people have that is opposite of the sort of holy Christmas that a lot of us grew mm-hmm. up with. Hell yeah. And I will say that doing the research for the show this season, I know we did a pretty like holiday heavy um month of December, Mm -hmm. like all of our episodes kind of connected in some way. And I will say that I have been more festive this year than I've been in many, 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 many years because, you know, we've kind of, it's been different this year reading about all these like really cool occult, like fucked up things that are connected to Christmas. Yeah. You know? So I I will say that I am more heading into Christmas with it being Christmas Eve. Yeah. I will say that I feel more in the holiday spirit, so to say, because I think we've kind of found our own little niche in yeah, holiday spirit. I right? definitely think so too. Like I watched the uh, the Sabrina Christmas special the other night, and they actually had they some of the themes in there were actually Grilla yeah. and the Yule yeah. lads, mm-hmm. um, and you know other uh, and other things as well. But one quote from that episode, which actually kind of stuck with me, was one of the characters said. Um, Christmas is the best time for ghost stories. Yeah. Because if you think about it, it's, you're huddled in your home. Yeah. You have the safety of your home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, but not always. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these stories involve home invasion. So right. it's like, it's perfect. It's cold outside. It's mm-hmm. You're in the dead of winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got to thinking, I'm like, yeah, it kind of is the perfect time for ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Like you always look to Samhain for you know, that sort of thing, in which it it is. Yeah. And Samhain is always king. I mean, still best holiday. (laughs) And still the best holiday and is always king. But there's something about that, like, twisted version of something that's supposed to be so cheerful that Mm -hmm. makes it just deliciously wicked for me. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. So gather around with your family, whether it's your family by blood or it's the family that you've created throughout your years on earth and pray that just be close to your people and yeah. be cozy and pray warm that someone doesn't come in and slit your fucking gut open and stuff your belly with straw and pebbles <laughs> be so full of food that you can't stuff your belly with straw and pebbles true that's my goal for you mm-hmm. and we will see you guys in, in 2019. Yes, 2019 is going to be awesome. We're super excited. We have a bunch of shit going on. We haven't mentioned the live show on a couple episodes, but it is still on, bitch. We didn't get canceled. Not yet. Um, so we will be they live. They actually gave us a, dis- a cease and desist yeah. right. letter. Like, I'm still no. waiting on that, by no. the way. I'm still no. waiting on a cease Don't and desist it. letter. Uh, Someone we, please give one to me. We will be live on January 11th, 2019, at the uh, pie shop here in D.C. You can find the details on our Facebook page. Um, and, yeah, come out and see us. If you're in the area, um, 
I know that there are a couple people who actually aren't in the area, but they're driving. And I even think we have one listener who is potentially flying out to see our fucking show. So we better make it good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you want to join us, it will be really fun. If there are people who are going, we will organize a meetup uh, probably after the show at a local bar in D.C. And we'll figure it out. And it should be a fun time. If you are not on our Facebook page, you should get on our Facebook page. Search The Haunted Heart on Facebook and you can like our page there and you can join our group page under the Haunted Heart podcast. If you request to join, we'll approve you. Either us or one of our Murder Mod Squad members um, will approve you, and then you can get on there and talk all the bullshits 24-7 with us and a bunch of other really cool people who are a lot cooler than us. And guess what? It's private, so your fucking uh, family won't see all of the crazy shit that you like and do. Nobody can see your nasty bullshit. Because it's just us. It's just us. It's just us. Uh, if you want to get involved with the show uh, in a more active way, you can join our Patreon, uh, which we are now calling the Haunted Temple, or the the God Haunted damn it, Temple, the Heathen Temple. I don't know why it's so hard for me to own it. Anyway, Patreon.com/slash/TheHauntedHeart. Uh, you can sign up to be a monthly supporter of the show. Anything from like a dollar to fucking five hundred million dollars, if you really wanna put some point on the dresser. For five hundred million dollars, I will come to your house dressed as fucking Krampus and tie your ass up. What if that's a new Patreon thing? <laughs> like, what if for like you give us a hundred dollars a month, we come to your fucking house and like beat you up a little bit? I'll do it. I'll dress no, as the devil. You can dress up as Krampus. That's what we should do next year. We should offer like a, a tier that's like we'll we will come to your house and fucking tie you up. Tie you up. I'll put a gag on you if you want. I'll kind of beat you up a little bit. Just leave some alcohol on the counter. It'll be fine. It's we're all adults. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, no kids allowed for that. Or this so, podcast. <laughs> or this podcast. By the way, if we haven't reminded you in a while. Um, yeah, so that's it. Um, check us out on Patreon. We have a bunch of bonus shit there for you guys. Um, and we are so close to our next goal and our next goal gets you more episodes of the show, uh, two more episodes every month. So that's like 50% more haunted heart, a hundred percent more. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Um, go check it out. Yeah. And I think that's it. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at the haunted heart podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at the haunted heart and if you want to email us, if you have been visited by Grilla and had your belly slit open, email us at staysspooky at thehauntedheart.com. Or if you live in a particular part of the world that has a really creepy Christmas mm-hmm. um, entity that mm-hmm. we didn't discuss or don't know about, send us. Yes, 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 yes. So guys, like we said, cuddle up to your family. Look at your Christmas tree. Feel the warmth of your home. Maybe the smell of... Apples and cinnamon, clove, fill the air. The warmth from your fire, your yule log, uh, offers you protection. And that you've enjoyed listening to us this evening. And don't worry so much about the darkly shrouded corner in which the spoon licker stands, always staring, always licking, and as always, Stay Stay spooky. spooky.